0: I feel like the Fast and Furious franchise has always been really ahead of its time in terms of diversity, in terms of representing women as really strong. I remember when Michelle read her role, she was like, no, no, I'm not playing that. And then she, she changed it completely. And Universal and then and, and, and the franchise has always done a great job of that. So I'm, I'm really proud to be a part of that.
1: Ask any podcaster, any real podcaster. It doesn't matter if you record in person or over video chat. Podcasting's podcasting. Welcome back to EW's Binge of the Fast Saga, full transcripts of which are available on EW.com. I'm Derek Lawrence, aka the guy who went as Dominic Toretto for two straight Halloweens. And as that icon said, the most important thing in life will always be the people in this Zoom right here, right now. And for me, as always, that's the Dom to my Brian, the Letty to my Mia, the Roman to my Tej. The Giselle to my Han, Chanel Berlin Johnson. Chanel, are you ready to talk about Fast Five, which very well might be the greatest film of all time? No hyperbole.
2: Yes. Yes. Born ready to talk about Fast Five. I feel like, you know, it's come up a few times for us, even up in the the four previous episodes that we've done for this. And now it's time to really dig in. And I'm so excited.
1: Yeah, Chanel, I think you're, you're dead on. Like, we've talked about this movie at least once in every episode. I mean, I, I started off our Justin Lin interview about Fast Four. Reminding him of the time I walked up to him and told him how much I love Fast Five. So like, it's it's just, (laughs) we can't not talk Fast Five. Um, I mean, I literally not, you know, to further self promote, but over on EW.com, uh, for the 10th anniversary, you know, about a month and a half ago, me and our colleague, Darren Franich did a whole back and forth, uh, story about the greatness of Fast Five. So if you can't get, if you can't get enough of that movie like us, go check that out after you're done here with the podcast. Um, yes. speak, speaking of the podcast, refresher for any new listeners, you know, in case, uh, you were just really excited to hear us talk about the triumphant return of Vince, um, ahead of F9's June 25th release, we're binging all of the fast movies with the family themselves. We've already chatted about the first four installments. So you can go back and uh, check out those interviews with Vin Diesel, Ludacris, Lucas Black, and the aforementioned Justin Lin. But today it's Mia Toretto herself. Jordana Brewster is here to go deep on fast five. Which I'm not exaggerating, might be the movie I've seen more than any other. Not just fast movies, nice, but movies period. It's probably that All and time. hit. It's probably that and hitch. Fast five <laughs> and hitch are in like a. It probably changes every time I watch one. That one jumps ahead of the other. So right, right. Who who can keep track on any given day <laughs> of the week? Um, but Chanel, before we dive into our chat with Jordana, and then you and I come back for further discussion on Fast Five, what what do people need to remember about what will always be the best Avengers movie?
2: Yeah, I mean, you kind of said it right there. You know, we dug into it a little bit with Justin Lin. Last week, too, Fast Five is where we finally get to see all those characters from across the four previous movies come together. Justin uh told us that he was looking for a way to do that. It didn't quite work out with Four. Five, we get to see it, and it's beyond epic. Um, Of course, like, Four already has Han a little bit, but Five, we also get to see uh Dom, Brian, and Mia bring in Roman, Tez, Giselle comes back. We got Rico Santos and Tego Leo, um, and they're all trying to pull off this huge huge $100 million job in Rio. Uh, like you mentioned, we get the return of Vince. <laughs> Vince is back. Uh, after a long time away, we find out that Mia's pregnant, and of course the other sort of big, big selling point of this movie was being introduced to The Rock's Luke Hobbs. Um, and Luke and Dom, of course, go head-to-head. Uh, and Chris called it one of the best pound-for-pound fights on film, so th- he's absolutely right. Um, we get to meet Elsa Bataki's Elena, and she starts out as a cop, but of course by the end is on the run with the crew. And then of course, that is until we get to the end credit scene, and then as an audience, find out way before Dom does, we see Monica come to Luke and says, Do you believe in ghosts? And then we know there's even more places to go after that. Just the biggest, biggest moment
1: after a huge movie. <laughs> I mean, you did such a great job there just summing up uh a movie that has so much going on. And you know, we <laughs> yeah. we, we get into a lot of it uh with our chat with uh Jordana, who was great uh and so you know we're gonna we'll hop to that now but again stay tuned uh the love fest of fast five will continue after that when me and chanel hand out some uh some hardware to the movie and what movie deserves hardware more than fast five um but until then here's our chat with jordana
0: A manhunt is underway for three fugitives tonight multiple federal and local
1: agencies have joined forces in the search for dominic Toretto and his accomplices brian o'connor and mia Toretto. Oh. But despite every eye in the country looking for them, where Toretto and O'Connor are now is anyone's guess. We didn't just take out a bank, but we did get Jordana Brewster, aka Mia Toretto, to talk Fast Five. Jordana, welcome to our binge of Fast and Furious.
0: Thank you.
1: I mean, thanks for for being here and also congrats for being our guest on the episode in which we break down the greatest movie of all time. Like, I'm not even... Right? I'll say it. I'll, I'll say it. Like, I mean, not only just the best Fast and Furious movie, which is like such a compliment already. But like, I don't know. This is my personal favorite movie of all time. So I'm really excited that you're here to kind of dive into it. I
0: will say the the one problem with it is that Michelle's not in it. I feel like that's the one thing. Yeah. Right?
1: It's the only thing. That's a great point. I mean, luckily, I remember in the theater, I mean, we'll get to it eventually, but like this was really before you knew to stay for like after credit scenes. Like, you know, the Mm -hmm. superhero movies weren't really fully doing it yet. But I remember being in the theater and, like, that reveal. First, Eva Mendez showing up. I was like, oh, my God. I'm already excited. And then the Michelle, like, reveal. You're like, okay, at least mm-hmm. we're getting her back, even if she wasn't in this one. I mean, yeah. did you always know that? I mean, not to, like, jump too ahead, but, like, did you always know that she was going to come back? Or was that a surprise even to you?
0: No. with those um, With those end shot cameos, those are always a surprise. I feel like those always happen after the fact.
2: Oh, so... The first time that you saw it, was it in the theater, like for the premiere or something?
0: I feel like I heard rumors about it, but wasn't really sure. I knew it was in the making and I was like, oh my God, that would be so awesome. But I didn't know whether it was going to happen. And then I was really, really happy.
2: That's
1: awesome. I mean, I mean, I already have expressed my, my Fast Five fandom, but on every episode, I feel like I have to tell a specific story to really like get a glimpse into how much I love this movies, And for Fast Five... And this might really speak bad of my parents, but we...
0: (laughs) Let me just tell you that I saw the movie when I did my homework with my seven-year-old son. So I I don't really think that your parents failed as badly
1: as I did. (laughs) I mean, maybe we're just all great parents all around there. Because my parents let me pick my brother up from middle school and out early to go to see it on opening day in IMAX. Like... I don't know why a seventh grader was allowed to check out of school early. And I don't know what the excuse we gave. But we were there like 1 p.m. Friday uh, while the rest of his uh, classmates were, were still at school. So maybe that is great parenting. I don't know. I
0: love that. You know what? It's great parenting because you remember that, right? And that's yeah. like, so I think that's pretty epic of your parents. I love it.
1: They'll be happy to hear that. I'm sure they maybe, maybe <laughs> they felt a little nervous about it at the time, but it all came around and paid off.
2: That's perfect. Like a perfect like write the note. It's a special appointment today. We have to go make sure we do this.
0: Ah, he's gonna see the Orthodontist <laughs> slash yeah. movies.
1: How we kinda of wanted to start all these episodes is, you know, a great man once said that he lived his life a quarter mile at a time and nothing else mattered for those ten seconds or less. So <laughs> how would you in ten seconds or less, how would you summarize Fast Five?
0: Oh my gosh, Fast Five is gritty. Fast Five is about Brazil. Fast Five has really good music. Fast Five is the plot is like super easy to follow, which makes it really fun. Like you're in the ride the entire time. Fast Five has the best action. And Fast Five has Gal Gadot as well. Like the intro of Gal Gadot, I think was also such a good, such a good intro.
1: Fast knew before anyone. Like I, I yeah. felt like I, I felt like I knew before anyone. Like everyone, yeah. like fell in love with her. You know that didn't watch *Fast and Furious* like with Wonder Woman, but I was like, oh no, she's our Giselle before she was your Wonder Woman. Like remember? Right. That? Yeah, and,
0: and I think it's all about the voice too, because you see this beautiful creature, and she's like this tall, lithe creature, and you're kind of like, oh my god, she's so stunning. But then her voice has so much power, and she's so commanding that she just. You know, I I love the scenes between her and Tyrese and Luda because they're they're they keep poking at her and she's just like keep trying. I,
2: I, whatever yeah. she rolls with it so easily. Yeah, <laughs> um, I remember like and then when she was cast as Wonder Woman, it was especially because like after you know we see six and what happens to her character, it was like oh she's back <laughs> thankfully. So um, in a way, I definitely felt like someone who I was protective of after seeing Fast <laughs> Five and Fast Six and then uh where she goes from there is amazing but to to jump back like when you and I know you said that you just watched the movie but when you think of Fast 5 what's the first thing that comes to mind for you
0: shooting in Puerto Rico and shooting in Brazil so and and when we went back to Brazil it was cuz I grew up in in Brazil and Rio is where I decided to be an actress and I always had these like huge dreams of going to premieres. And and the fact that I got to attend the premiere with my grandma next to me and my cousins and my sister, like it was just amazing. And I just, you know, I, I was watching the movie with my boyfriend and with my son and they were like, okay, is that Brazil or is that Puerto Rico doubling for Brazil? And like, I knew all the ins and outs. And I was like, no, 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 that's actually, we're actually shooting at a favela in, in Rio. And then that actually is, in puerto rico and it's doubling and here's what we did for this and i loved that a lot of the action in fast five is actually practical you know it's not a lot of special effects it's actually just in like mounting like the stunt so that it lines up perfectly and it all seems somewhat uh difficult to pull off but we're actually pulling it off which which i think is really really fun um And some of it, I, you know, because you watch these movies and you're at the premiere and you're so nervous and you're kind of self-conscious. But when I saw it now, 10 years after the fact, which is crazy to me, I really appreciated The action, like it goes on for, you're just like, there's no way this is going to keep going. Like, there's no way that, you know, like the, the, the scene where Paul's almost surfing on the car Mm -hmm. and then they, they crash in the water and I'm like, okay, this is where credits are going to go. And I'm like, oh no, 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 it's not credits. I'm actually like, it was, it was, it was almost like watching it for the first time. It was such a treat.
1: I mean, my, my fast fandom aside, like I always tell people like, I think this is the best action movie of all time. Like, it's, it's kind of like what you said. It's not, you know this crazy and like obviously you know as the series goes you guys get bigger and bigger with your stunts and with your action and like that stuff is still incredible but like i mean something like the safe scene or just like you said kind of that sequence like with the train and with you know uh paul and vin you know driving off the cliff like that stuff is like i watch that and i'm like i don't even know how they did that you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that but like yeah. you can also see how it is possible it's not like this out of world action which again is like i think what's so great about this
0: and i think Justin loves that, right? Like Justin Lin, our director and who I, who I also texted, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm rewatching this and it's so good. And he was like, I know that was a really fun one. Like, I think we all, I think it has a special place in our hearts. And I think Justin's always, cause have you seen Better Luck Tomorrow? His yes. first mm-hmm. film? So good. Right, Like yeah, that's that's where I, I fell in love with Justin's work. And then I worked with him on Annapolis. But I feel like he's always trying to get back to that sort of hand-to-hand, gritty, like handheld camera. And the scene in, um, in The Next Fast has, has one of those like action sequences where Michelle and I are just like getting dirty. And it's, it's, it's not a lot of special effects. And that's, that's going to be really, really cool.
1: I remember catching a glimpse of that in the trailer. I feel like for Fast Nine, I was like, "Oh, I was excited! I was excited! Yeah, yeah. I need to see you getting in on the action, which is like always cool." Which I'm Holy. sure, I'm sure for you is great too.
0: It is, and I also campaigned for that hardcore. Like um, I had a guest spot on Magnum, and Justin's a producer for Magnum, so I would. This is this is so embarrassing. because it's it's me totally whoring myself out, but whatever. Um, hopefully, we can say that on the podcast. I would I would send him stills of me or video of me on set, being like, "This is what I can do, Justin." Which oh,
2: amazing.
0: So so I did that, and then I started taking Taekwondo lessons in LA, and I was like, "This is a little bit more of what I can do." Justin. And he'd be like I get it, Jordan. I will have an action scene, but then once we got to England and we were shooting, and I was, you know. The funny thing is I would have to, I'm very methodical. So I'd have to practice every single day. And I was like, okay, so it's this move and then this move and then this move. Okay. Would you like to rehearse tomorrow? Yes, I would. Whereas Michelle like shows up a day before she looks at the move. She's like, yeah, I got it. And, I- <laughs> yeah. and I'm just like, okay, that's, that's why she's Michelle. She's incredible.
2: Yeah. She's she's had like action scenes to do forever. So <laughs>
0: Totally. She's like, yeah, I, I understand what this is. Yeah. I, I got it.
2: So. I guess like getting into Fast Five like you do get a little in of the action in that too but mm-hmm. and then when you went into that movie did you know that like when you first saw the script first heard about the concept did you already know that you'd be able to do a little bit of running around
0: I knew that there was a little more running around I didn't know the extent of it I didn't realize that like like the favela chase scene um, I didn't realize how much fun that would be. I didn't realize that we'd be jumping off of of rooftops. I mean, I I think Justin he was smart to do this because I'm I am a little bit of a nervous Nelly. And so if he said like, okay, you and Paul are gonna jump off a roof, I would have been like, No, 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 just like please use my stunt double. Like it's all good. <laughs> but I, I got to the I got to set that day. We were shooting in Puerto Rico and I had this harness and I was like, what is this for? I don't know and they're like, oh, well, you're jumping off a roof and you have to wear the harness with the rope attached. And I was like, no one discussed it. (laughs) Um, But then Paul was so sweet. Paul was like, I got you. Like, don't be nervous. It's going to be awesome. But if you do look at when I rewatched it, you can see my face is like this. (laughs) Because he kept saying, you guys have to be in sync. So it's choreography. It's like one, two, three, jump. One, two, three, jump. So we had to do that a couple of times. But then my face is still like. (laughs) Right, it's very funny. They should have CGI'd a, a cooler looking face, but whatever.
2: I feel like that fits for the character. The other, oh
0: yeah, you're right. It does yeah. fit. Yeah, because I was also but Mia was pregnant, and right, then the yeah. other funny thing is I split my hand open on those uh, roofs because we oh. were jumping from roof to roof, and one was really gnarly, and I split my hand open. Needed uh, needed stitches, and. And uh, Justin reminded me that he kept the uh, the bandage on my hand. He didn't CGI that out. He's like, "That's your badge of honor." Oh, <laughs> he that, out that day, and I was like, "Yes."
1: That it's such a great sequence, but also like. I mean, maybe it's just because I'm so invested in, like, me and Brian, but, like, it also feels like a real sweet moment, like, right before you guys jump, you know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. like, you can just feel that kind of, you know, uh, connection between those two characters, which obviously yeah. was, like, built up, you know, over so many movies. But, like, did you know going in, like, as you guys, as you got the script, as you, you know, started pre-production, like, did you realize, like, oh, this one's bigger? Like, obviously, like, you know, Fast Four was, like, such a huge hit, and, like, brought all of you guys back together but like i feel like fast five was a like kind of a transition film and like it really took things up a level and kind of maybe you know move things in a different direction past you know what you guys had done in the first few
0: yeah it i did realize it because of the scope because um we were traveling to brazil because of the addition of of uh duane Mm -hmm. i think that also made it bigger um and I just remember working really hard. As soon as I got the script, I was like, oh my gosh, Mia's in this one a ton. Like, it's just going to be so much fun. And I didn't take that lightly. I worked my ass off. I I remember working with my coach and breaking down the scenes. And um, yeah, I just wanted to be as prepared as possible. So I was just, I was just so excited. So excited. And I loved that, like, with the giant hummer scene where we're I'm driving the truck it's not a hummer it's a truck I'm driving the truck and we're escaping and and I just wanted all of that stuff to be completely believable you know so yeah I didn't want to let Justin down so it it, it was just that that was my favorite experience for sure of all the fasts
2: does it feel even Like, you could tell it was special then, but does it feel even bigger looking back on it now? Like, 10 years later, like, technically, like, you guys did it before the Avengers, like, this huge team up.
0: (laughs) We did. I mean, I I just couldn't believe that 10 years has passed. You know, when I watched it, I was like, wait, what year did we make that? And my boyfriend was like, 10 years ago. I was like, what? (laughs) Seriously? Um, It doesn't seem like it was that long ago. Like, I, it's that's crazy to me. Yeah. And I also love the fact that we brought back Matt Schultz. It was mm-hmm. so much fun to work with him. I, I think it also set the stage for all of us what Justin keeps going back to, like the warehouse, the team members coming back. Like I love how he sets that up and it's it's slightly tongue in cheek, you know, but not really. And 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 that sort of also set it up for like this a bunch of misfits which are which really form the family
1: yeah this was your first time you know you we mentioned gal at the top but like this was really your first time working with people who had been in some of the movies you know previously whether it's gal you know tyrese luda some like what was it like obviously you had so much experience you know with paul and with you know vin but what was it like kind of getting to work with with the rest of the crew here
0: well, funnily enough, I did work with Tyrese. Oh, Annapolis, with, yes. With Justin, yeah. So so that was kind of like, hey, buddy, how you doing? Because uh, <laughs> uh, we worked, yeah, we worked in Philadelphia for a, for a, a long time on that film. Um, but yeah, I was starstruck by Luda. I mean, he's massive, right? And he's the nicest dude, the most humble, most hardworking guy. Um, and then Gal, I was just like, who is this stunning creature? Um <laughs> Sung, it was the first time I worked with Sung, and now we're super close. And he's really close with my son. He's like a he's almost on the last fast. He was like the godfather to my son. My son kept going into his trailer and stalking him. He's like Sung, let's talk about this now and, and <laughs> we're philosophizing on set. It was really cute. Uh, but yeah, I remember the addition of The Rock being a super big deal, and and being starstruck by him, and and knowing that you know, wow, this franchise just keeps getting bigger and bigger. How cool.
2: Did you guys have time to sort of get to know each other at all before filming started? Or was it just like jump right in, you sort of figure out that chemistry during the scene?
0: We're usually jumping right in and the chemistry's there. You know, it's because with with most of us, there's this familiarity that already exists. And then with each new element that comes in, we sort of bring them into the fold. Um, So it's like a there's just this familial, familial environment. And then with each new element that comes in, it just keeps just getting bigger and bigger. So, um, yeah, that's beautiful.
1: You mentioned being starstruck by, by Dwayne. And like, obviously it feels like he brought such an energy to this movie, like energy and a lot of sweat. I always rewatching Fast Five, I'm like, man, <laughs> yeah. Hobbes is just not used to this Brazil weather. He is just like <laughs> yeah. fully sweating it up. But like, could you feel that energy? Even though like, obviously you had a few scenes um, with him in there, especially towards the end, could you feel like this energy that he brought?
0: Oh my gosh, and Elsa too. We haven't talked about Elsa. And by the way, Chris Hemsworth visited, and that oh, was before or, wow. or maybe it was it, maybe it was right as he was getting cast. So it was just that like, oh right. my gosh, who like this is the most beautiful couple on earth. <laughs> um, but but yeah, the the energy was just. It was like everyone was there to do their best, you know, and and to bring they're a game and and I just I love working in that environment because we all know that we're working on something really special, and we don't take it for for granted for a minute
1: that's always one of my favorite fun facts to tell people when they're like I was like, you know, Chris Hemsworth is married to a fast and furious star. I just want yeah. you know I always make sure people know that I'm like that's a power <laughs> couple, like yeah, you put totally. respect on both of their names
0: <laughs> and she's just, she's she's the most first of all the most stunning person on. On this planet, but also so gracious and lovely, and yeah, it was. It was. It's really nice when you get to to be on location with a group because then you're forced to hang out with each other. You all don't get to just go home. And I remember having these really fun dinners with everyone, and um, we would also travel to Vieques, uh, which was like an hour away, and then we would all hang out. It was really fun. It was a really fun time.
2: We know, like. Or you can, I guess, can tell us if this is true. But I feel like we heard that you didn't have your license before the first movie. Mm -hmm. And then by this one, you know, Mia's a little bit more involved. Did you get to do more uh, in that way and sort of feel more comfortable? Like you were doing other stunts. But when it came to the driving, do you feel like you have that big sequence at the beginning of the movie? Did you get to do more of that practically?
0: With the beginning, and that's also a funny tidbit. With the beginning, I feel like those bangs were fake. Oh and I keep debating. I'm like, now I have bangs. And I'm like, do, do we want bangs for the next one? I don't think <laughs> we do. Um, I had them in four. And I don't think I want to bring them back for <laughs> uh, now. Um, but I think those were like clip-ins. And I was on, I think we were on the top of a parking lot at Universal. And I was just like taking it. <laughs> and it's always so hard because when you see it, it makes the, so much sense when you see the movie but when Justin's just like, okay, make a right. No, no, no. When I say right, you go left. I'm like, I don't know do it. Just make it look cool, please. Um, and he's like, okay, now you, you're looking at this. And I'm like, okay, kind of pulled that off. Um, so yeah, that was an afterthought shot at Universal on a, in a parking garage. Um, but I didn't get to do much practical driving, but I will say when watching the movie with, my boyfriend and kid he was like that is how your mommy drives because like (laughs) (laughs) I am am a pretty impatient driver I do like speed um so yes I didn't get my license until I was 18 until the first movie but once I got it I am kind of a speed freak I will say
1: Uh, my favorite part of that opening sequence is like when it cuts to the news and it's like oh but like this crazy crash, but like no one died, which is like yeah. such a miracle. <laughs> but I loved it. We had to be, we had to make sure that our heroes were still heroes, they weren't just killing and random and the people. Bus just
0: like spins and spins and spins and spins. I know that, but also that was so good, right? Because you yeah. don't know that CGI. I feel like they spun that bus a gajillion times. I mean, now we have the technology where. Justin's filming a scene and he also has the footage of what stunts are doing and he also has the footage of what CGI looks like so it's it's so it's a different game you know it's really cool back in the day it's it's like if someone wasn't there or if i had to pretend you're you're acting with a tennis ball and those days are over
1: I think I think what's cool is that here we talk about how much more involved with the action you are. But also this is at the same time as you mentioned earlier, like Mia's is pregnant. And like we we find that out in this movie. Like, what was that? Do you remember those conversations with whether it's, you know, uh, Justin or Chris Morgan or Vin? Like when you find out that, you know, this is directions going for Mia, like what were those conversations like?
0: I remember I kept losing weight on set and they were like, Jordana, you're pregnant. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I know, but like we're shooting in the tropics and <laughs> all the action scenes. And so I had to be very conscious about that, but I was excited to add that to sort of cement the relationship between me and Brian. And also, I don't, it's such a, it's such a sweet turning point when when Dom wants to split everyone up again. And I'm like, no, we're staying together because there's something massive at stake here.
1: Um,
0: Yeah. It was really sweet.
1: That's one of my like little favorite moments. Like that, that sequence that you just talked about when they get out of the sewer and like, they're like, let's split up. And then you're like, no, like we're not. And then it's just when she says, you know, that she's pregnant, like the reaction on Paul's face. And then on, you know, Vin's face, it's like such a sweet scene.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, and we we did that one over and over and over again because Justin is Justin will keep going until he gets what he wants. And I was like, I don't know like what are you what are you looking for, Justin? And I also remember Paul kept saying he said, You're kidding me, right? In in the actual scene, but he kept saying, You're shitting me. <laughs> Justin like, oh, you can't say you're shooting like you can't say that. And but it was just spontaneous because it was like this 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 outburst of joy, like, yes. Um that was a really, really fun scene to shoot. And we were also fighting the rain um, that day. I remember being all, having umbrellas there and yeah, <laughs> it was a really fun, sweet scene. We're
2: gonna be looking for the three of us together now. We need to split up.
0: You and me are head south, I'll lead them away. No. Dom's right. We got lucky we just got. What happens next time? We have no choice but to split I'm up. Pregnant. I already lost my family once. I'm not going through that again.
2: Are you kidding me? No. I'm not going anywhere. Okay?
0: Tom. Mm-hmm. Promise me we stick together.
2: I think what also makes it so good is because it, it really mirrors what the audience is feeling. Like, I don't want to see them split up. I do want to see them make it through this together. So it's like yeah. both the reveal, but also just narratively, like really satisfying for us to like, yes, this is a team up and people just kind of keep coming together from there, which is, um, yeah. which is a lot. Of I fun. mean,
0: we're always stronger together. If you notice, there's kind of this trend where every time we split up, we, uh, we, trouble trouble like it goes down right it it doesn't it doesn't go very well
2: yeah yeah exactly
1: we've got to take a break but we'll be right back hey everyone i'm sid evans editor-in-chief of southern living and host of biscuits and jam since
0: 2020 i've been interviewing musicians chefs authors and other
1: southern icons about their family traditions their faith Now let's get back to the interview.
2: How much of it did you spend actually in the favela in Brazil? And um, was it a significant amount of time there or was most of it in Puerto Rico?
0: So we spent about, I think it was like two to three weeks in Brazil. And then a lot of it was in Puerto Rico. We spent a couple of months in Puerto Rico. A lot of it was in Atlanta. Some of it was in LA. But yes, a good, a good portion was in, was in Puerto Rico.
2: Had you gotten to visit at all? Because I know you spent, like you said, part of your childhood there. Had you gotten mm-hmm. to visit much before going back for this movie? Or was it kind of a new experience
0: all around? It was a new experience. It was a new experience for sure. And then we got to go back to promote it, which was, which was really fun.
2: That's great. Do people rely on you to like, what are your favorite spots? Or what are the <laughs> things we have to do here?
0: Yes. but and, and also sometimes like some of the actors, you, you we had some Brazilian actors and then some Spanish speaking actors that were, that were, you know, pretending to speak Portuguese. So I kind of knew the difference. And then I I was also like, Justin, I, I, I got to speak Portuguese. Yeah. Like, cool. But like, how are we going to explain that? Like, why does Mia speak Portuguese? I was like, I don't know. You notice my accent, Mia's accent is like perfect. And there's no no explanation. Yeah,
2: that is something that I was wondering. I was like, they don't ever tell us. It's just sort of accepted that at some point...
1: that's a mystery. I like it. I like it. Just what? a little Easter egg it that we never be get answered.
0: explained down the line. It'll be explained.
1: <laughs> totally. You, you talked about a big uh, part of your excitement for kind of the pregnancy storyline was cementing that, you know, Mia and Brian relationship, uh, which obviously, mm-hmm. as, as I said earlier, like, I just even watching them, t- you two on the train together, like the two characters, like talking about running away together, you know, to these, you know, countries in the extradition. It's like so sweet. And you're just like, you feel as an audience member, you're like so invested in this relationship by that point. Um, I mean, what was it like with, obviously, this is your third movie with Paul at this point playing this out. So what was it like kind of evolving this relationship and growing together um, kind of on screen and off and kind of evolving this partnership?
0: It was, it was so easy. I mean, in the same way that it's, it's very easy acting with Vin because we have a very big brother, little sister relationship. I mean, there, there was stuff that went down this year with COVID and decisions I made that I went to Vin and he was like, no, you're, you cannot do that. little sister. Like he, like, he is just like my confidant that I adore. Um, in the same, so, so what happens on screen bleeds into real life. Um, And in the same way, I had this, this relationship with Paul, where the chemistry was so alive, like it was just so much fun to play together, you know, and and we had, all of that is just very, I think it can't be replicated because I just, Loved him so much, and he loved me, and it was just like when we talk about going to Goa, and when we're like, you just, just like you said, you see that spark, and it's just, I don't know, it's just, it sounds so cliche, but it was just very easy between between the two of us. And strangely enough, not to keep bringing up my kid, but we started watching this. I didn't realize there was a Disney movie with with Paul where he plays this surfer. Have you guys heard of this movie? It's called like the Cruples or the, the, I don't know, but he was so good in it. He he played, it was from like 1986 or something. Oh wow. He's like 15 or 16. He's so good. It was so nice seeing him as this, this kid in this really awesome movie. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it just really flowed with him. It was very easy with him.
2: Had you guys talked at all? Because I read that uh four, five, and six were kind of loosely conceived as a trilogy, so that there would be something of an arc, so did you guys get to talk about from even from four into five and from five to six, like where Mia and Brian were going in that way?
0: You know with six, oh my gosh, six was really difficult because with six is it six, yeah, I was stuck on a television show, I signed a contract, and then I was stuck, and then I wasn't able to participate in the film as much as I would have liked to which was which was really heartbreaking for me um so it shifted from what it was supposed to be to 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 a much uh lesser presence um which really killed me because i really missed my family um i feel like i missed out uh but a lot of the time a lot of the time the the movies are evolving uh as we not as we go not as we shoot but I think it's, it's easier for the creators to step back and think, okay, this is how I see the big picture. Or I think Vin can do that as a producer, but for the actors, when you're in it, like I try to focus on the moment and this project, it's hard to think like, okay, what's going to happen in six? How's it going to evolve? Um, but I will say that the beauty of, of being a part of this franchise is now I get to look back and go, oh, my gosh, like now I can see the canon and go, oh, this is where we started. And this is and that's and that's something I'm definitely going to do before the next one is I'm going to lo- I'm going to watch the whole thing to really place everything in context. It's It's definitely a gift.
1: I love to to, to hear that little nugget about, sadly, you know, your limited availability for Fast 6. Because I feel like that explains a lot about, you know, what happens both with you and with Paul in Fast 6. Like that, like kind of like because they end up sending Paul like on his own little journey, like across like to a different country. You
0: don't understand. Poor Justin. I was so it was it was this very dramatic experience. For me, and I would I was texting Justin, I was calling Justin, he, poor Justin was in London. I was like, Justin, please don't come out of the road. And he was like, Joanna, don't worry, I got you, but like this is really hard. Like I've got like my crews working nonstop and I, I have to keep rewriting things and shifting things. So so no, I think Justin had one vision in mind, and then we got derailed. Um yeah, so so I'll never make that mistake again. Let's just say that.
2: Do you remember what it was supposed to be
0: originally for
2: for Mia in that movie?
0: Um, there was a larger set piece with me getting kidnapped and me being there for more of the time. And then we just sort of had to condense it into a week. Got it. That
1: makes sense. Yeah. Um, back to Fast Five, we talked about a lot of different scenes. But like, I don't know, is there now, especially it's so fresh having rewatched it. Do you have a favorite scene from Fast Five?
0: I mean, my, my favorite scene is definitely the action scene with Paul where you know well to so the one where vin is is running ahead of us and he's he's we're, we're all within the same so it's like this giant set piece the favela but then vin is is running from uh the rock and then he's meeting uh Elsa I'm switching between real <laughs> names and 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 character names and then Paul and I are also on their on their feet, on their tails, whatever. Um, but I just remember being so nervous, not wanting to let anyone down. And then Paul supporting me. And he was like, I got you. And then there, there are these great pictures. I don't know if you can find them. I have them on my phone if, if I can send them to you. Where we're behind the monitors and we're just like, yes, we got it. And just that sense, like that's what it was like. Like we just, for all of us, we just wanted this to be the best possible. Like we don't want to let down our fans and we don't want to let each other down. And at that, like, that was just the best, that, that was the best scene. Cause it, it, again, with like my bandage on and, and, and again, and also it it's a really long scene, but it, it just keeps you on the edge of your seat. Like, so that's, that's definitely my favorite one.
1: You didn't let any fans down with, with this one. I, I, I'll keep saying yeah. it. What an incredible movie. Every so moment. A, that definitely worked out.
0: And it also showed my home, you know, it showed Rio in the most beautiful way, which I loved.
1: Is there a scene you wish you, you were in? Is there maybe you're furious that you weren't in a certain scene?
0: Okay, so Justin did tell me that I was going to be in a bathing suit. Um, and And then I was never in a bathing suit, right? So I was like working out and getting ready. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so ready to show Mia as like sexier. And it never happened. So that kind of bummed me out a little bit. Not that I'm asking for it now, because like no thanks. <laughs> um but but back then back then I wanted I wanted to like be in a I think it was gonna be some kind of fun scene with me, Tyrese and and Chris on, on the beach. But but the other thing I'm reminded of when I rewatch the films is I think in real life I'm so sometimes like shy or a little bit soft-spoken. And when I watch, I'm like, oh my God, me is such a badass. Like, yeah. Yes. I love that. It's so yeah. cool. And, and even on the last fast that we just shot, I remember Michelle being like, girl, speak up. Like, come on. Like, what do you, what do you think of this? And I, Justin was doing the same thing. He was like, well, I want your opinion on this. And I was like, mm. and, and, to have, to see Mia and be like, oh, she's such a good example for women out there. And she's even a good example for me, you know, to just sort of own it. Um, I love that about her.
2: Yeah. I think that, uh, this movie sort of is pivotal for her in the sense that and before now, you know, it, Mia, like Dom has always wanted Mia to go on and do other things and sort of not get wrapped up in the same life. And this is like the first instance where she's, you know, fully all in, starting from the very beginning with helping to break Dom out of that bus. Um, mm-hmm. Is that something that you think about now, like as you know, you're deeper into who she is? She's a mother now as well. Mm-hmm. What what do you think about sort of Mia's arc? Like, what is it for you when you're trying to play it? Um, how she's growing up, what her choices are? What do you think she's the most, I guess, invested in at this point? Is it being part of the craziness or?
0: It's not being part of the craziness, but I I, I think, well, I mean, that's the other theme I love about about Five. It's this, it's sort of like, it is Robin Hood, right? Like when we burn the cash, that's, that's another yeah. one of my favorite scenes. It's like, we're not- in it solely for the money like we are into what is right and we do stand for family and we do we will do whatever we need to do for each other and in the same way i will do whatever i need to do for my brother i will do whatever i need to do for my family and it's this code that they live by that i think is very like that's that's really honorable and and I love seeing her strength in that. And she's often, I mean, she's often put in these impossible positions. Whether it's between, you know, choosing between Brian and Dom, like you remember that epic scene in 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 the first movie where she's just like looking at her brother, she's like, oh my god, and then looking at the love of her <laughs> life. Um, and then in the next one, it's more about you know Jacob mm-hmm. and 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 Dom and holding these two opposites together, and she's. She is sort of the balancing um energy, right? Yeah. And um I love playing with that it's It's really fun, it's really, really fun. but I also think it'd be really fun to have more scenes with with Natalie and and Michelle and um to to really have more action, because I think that would be in in the future, I think it's it's really fun playing with that because who doesn't want to be a badass.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a scene that I that I want to ask you about is uh the big fight between Hobbs and Dom, which you're you're present for and which is still like every time I watch it I'm like this is insane. Like they're just like two beasts like going. Wrench? Yeah, like it's yeah, it's crazy. Wow. You're you're you got the front row seat for that. Like what was it like filming that and like you're having to yell at the top of your lungs like you're watching these two go at it? What was it like filming that one?
0: It was really I mean, I think a lot of people have this joke, like take a shot every time I scream, duh! <laughs> yeah. um, but I was actually, I rewatched that, that scene and I was like, that's really powerful because it's like he's in a trance, right? Because he's taken back to what happened to him and and led him to go to jail and, and what sort of trauma he endured as a kid. And then I snap him out of it because I'm the only, I'm the voice of reason that he will listen to. And he comes to and, and stops himself from, ruining his life. And, and that's really powerful. Um, yeah, I, I, I remember because I was, okay, so I'm 40 now, I was 30. I remember in in the moment shooting that scene being so intimidated, right? Like it's all these dudes, it's all this testosterone, these, these like Vin is a huge action star. Um, uh, the rock is a huge action star. And I'm like, and I have to interrupt this. (laughs) (laughs) But then I have to put myself aside and go, no, 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 Mia's got the, she, she's going to be the badass here. And and I, I love the amount of resonance that that moment has. It's really, it's really good.
2: Yeah. Something that I don't, not necessarily forget, but uh, like you sort of referenced is, because earlier in the movie the Hobbes character brings up Dom's you know past and whatnot so it does really feel like the stakes are really high it's but it starts out as just sort of a big action set piece but then it is really emotional too in that way because you don't want him to go that far
0: Mm-hmm. totally I remember like in the first scene where um not in the first scene in the first movie it reminds me a little bit of when Letty's like Dom let's go You know, like when she's just like, it's like the, the women have, I I feel like the Fast and Furious franchise has always been really ahead of its time in terms of diversity, in Mm -hmm. terms of representing women with just as really strong. I remember when Michelle read her role, she was like, no, no, I'm not playing that. And then she she changed it completely. And and. I don't want to speak for her but I think it went from sort of a trophy girlfriend to this really layered character and and universal and Venn and, and and the franchise has all have always um have always done a great job of that so I'm I'm really proud to be a part of that.
1: I a scene I want the kind of the last scene I want to ask you about specifically in Fast 5. Obviously you're not actually, you know, the, the, the safe w- uh, in the car, but you're you have the funniest part. I would say of that of that end sequence, like just like commentating uh, back at the headquarters. What was it like filming that? Like, are you like just kind of on your own it's, there? Like, are you getting to watch yeah, some it's like footage? Really like
0: how- hard. No, it's really hard. And by the way, my son again was like, "Mom, your role sucks this part," and i was like, <laughs> oh, <no." laughs> just because I'm not part of like the action, um, it it's really difficult because you're, you're given context, right? Like, and I have the hardest time as an actor reading action sequences. When I'm reading action sequences, I'm like, la, 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 la. Like dialogue, I get totally into action sequences. I'm like, this crashes into this building. And then I just sort of zone out. So it's very hard to contextualize it and really understand, oh, okay. Now they're swapping the thing so that it's a different safe. And that's going to be the, um, and I don't really fully understand it until I watch the movie and I go, Oh, that's what you were doing. Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad I faked it. Um, but it's, it's very hard to contextualize. So you just kind of fake it till you make it. Um, uh, and Justin's like, okay, here's what's happening. And I'm like, but yeah, no, it's, it's, that's one of the hardest roles. And Natalie Emmanuel kind of has that role now. And she has all this jargon and all this like technical stuff yet. They're coming, they're coming from the right. And then you're gonna have to and I'm like, I'm so glad I don't have to do that anymore. (laughs) It's too hard. It's also really hard to memorize that stuff because you can't like picture I don't know. It's hard. This that reminds me
2: though for in Fast Five, like it is the first time that we see that Mia has a little bit more of the tech expertise. Like is that something that you guys talked about, like even when you first sort of got the script or whatever, did you discuss
0: that becoming a facet of her character? Um, we did. And I think it was also because I think it was a, a byproduct of me being pregnant and not being able to go out there with them. So right. this is how I'm going to direct them and lead them. Okay, cool. Yeah.
1: Uh, kind of, uh, into the the home stretch of, uh, talking fast five, got to kind of go into, uh, what we call the final lap, a few kind of more rapid fire, uh, hopefully fun questions. I guess, first off, like if you could pick one actor, whether it's from the the fast universe or just any actor to be in this specific movie. Maybe it's like someone who hadn't shown up yet in the fast movies or just an actor you would always have loved to see. Like who should we put in fast five? If there was like a a world where we could do such a thing.
0: In fast five or in the fast universe.
1: Fast five. So like, it could even be like, Hey, maybe we wanted like, you know, Natalie to show up early. You know what I mean? Like it could be something like that even.
0: Yeah. Natalie showing up early would have been really cool. Um, I'm sure I'm going to come up with the best answer in like five hours. I feel like it'd be awesome to have Scarlett Johansson. Ooh. I feel like she's such a badass. That would be really cool to have her in our universe. Yeah, um, I'd love to have Sandra Bullock in our universe. Ooh, I,
1: I mean love the, Char- that.
0: the edition of Char- I would love a scene with Charlize Theron because she's yeah, she's- so good. <laughs> that was such a great addition.
1: I I, I love imagining Charlize as like the 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 bad the bad guy in Fast Five. Like, I, I think that would be an interesting, I mean, I love, you know, having her the bad guy later, but, you know, maybe we maybe we get a little taste of Charlie's here and then we would have gotten her more. In yeah. Fast Eight. Maybe that's what we could have done.
0: Yeah, totally. That'd be really cool. Also, it's such a bummer that Jesse died in the first one, right? Because I'd love to see him back.
2: That would have been amazing, you know, especially because you get Vince, too. Just have them both sort of play different roles in the overall job would have been a lot Totally.
1: Of I mean, what is death in Fast? I mean, like, you know, we could get Jesse <laughs> yeah. back. I don't know. He may be, like, figured out a way. We got him into, you know, uh, protection somehow. I don't know. We'll, we'll totally. see. We're not going <laughs> to give up on him.
2: Totally. Obviously, the, having the family together in every movie um, is kind of sort of a big part of it. So what would you bring to the family barbecue?
0: Food-wise, I'd bring this drink from Brazil called a caipirazca, which is, like, lemonade with vodka in it. That's Ooh, what I
1: would bring. That sounds nice. In each of these interviews, we're trying to, like, you know, imagine, like, what a spinoff or a prequel would be for, for each character. So, like, let's maybe, like, jump ahead. You know, you guys wrap up the main series with Fast 11. Like, I don't know. What do we think a, a Mia movie would look like? Do we do we go prequel there? Or, like, do you think there's a spinoff? I mean, what do you, what do you think?
0: No, I feel like there's I I feel like there there could be a really cool um Mia Mia and like I think women get better and better with age. And I, I love watching um I, I just think I'm watching this Israeli show right now that's so good. I'm forgetting the name. It's genius. But all all this to say, I think I think actresses get better with age. So I'd love to play Mia at like in her fifties or sixties with what Brian's kids would be like in yeah. their in their teens or twenties. Right. Like, what are they doing? How, am I hiding out somewhere? Like what's going on there? Um, do they get in some shit that then Vin and I need to rescue them from? Like, I think that would be really fun. So down the line, I think it can keep going and going because you know, generation, generation yeah. and the kids can step up.
2: We've been going long enough that that's what I'm waiting for, is like getting the next gen involved. (laughs) Is there something else that happened in filming that people just wouldn't believe or wouldn't even think to notice? Like when you were rewatching it, was there like something that you were like, oh, that was shot differently than sort of how it appears in in the final film?
0: All the warehouse stuff was in Atlanta. That was really fun. Um, And again, that, that set up the caper part of like everyone meeting up, and and I just love how that established that for for future Fast and Furiouses. Um, yeah, I think that's that's kind of it. There there are inside jokes, but I would be, I couldn't see some of my co stars again; they would kill me. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, we have a good time
1: we we've given uh you've given a, some good teases of what to expect for fast nine for all of us that are already like biting with anticipation uh to finally see it but
0: by the way like it's by the time it comes out it's going to be so exciting because of all these delays
1: yeah well jordan thank you for joining us and forever becoming a part of the binge family and going through this uh all-time greatest movie
0: love it thank you so much
1: the way i see it you burn yourself
0: 24 hours Money stays though, If I were you, I'd use the time. Make peace with whatever demons you've got left. Because come tomorrow, I will find you. Toretto! I'll see you soon.
1: Alright, you won't. Thank you again to Jordana little peek behind the behind the scenes that this is our fifth episode obviously of the show fast five fitting um for Jen, Jordana was actually the first interview we did for this series, and it was such an incredible way to kick off this adventure uh you know it's yeah. an all time an all time movie and an all time chat uh so anytime we needed someone to talk us through a safe jacking in Rio, we now <laughs> have a family friend to call so thank you, <laughs> Jordana. um but as we do every week it's it's time to give out some awards and uh and like I said. Fast Five deserves every award it can get. So, uh, Chanel, mm-hmm. what's our first category?
2: As always, it's time to name who gained our respect the most to refresh everyone's memory. As Brian says in Fast One, if I win, I take the money and the respect to some people that's more important. Um, so there's, this movie is packed with people. There are plenty of people who could have earned our respect. Uh, but what do you think? Who do you think sort of takes it all?
1: Well, I would say, uh, the guy who wins, who gets the, both the money and the respect is Justin Lind. You know what I mean? Yes. This movie <laughs> makes, you know, what like $800 million, some crazy, you know, number. Uh, you know, I hope he gets a nice, uh, a nice cut of that. Uh, I'm sure he does, especially by now with F9. And then he <laughs> yeah. wins our actual respect too, because, you know, we talked, we had him on lap you know, last week as, as we said, and, uh. Tokyo Drift, a a cult favorite. I hate the word cults, but like that movie truly became a cult favorite and has its own unique look and feel in this franchise. And then Fast 4, we owe a lot to because it brought everyone back together. But Fast Mm 5, you sit there and you watch Fast 5 and you walk out at the end and you're like, Justin Lin is one of the best action movie directors there is. And he's only further confirmed that with Fast 6 and then, you know... We haven't, you know, the world hasn't seen F9 yet, but, you know, from the trailer, he, he's back to doing his old tricks. He's do, back to doing some wild, you know, stuff with action. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it has to be Justin Lin because this this kind of seals the deal of him just having the goods and, be, and, and no one really be able to direct an action movie like he does.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, I There's just the ambition of it is insane. And then, of course, there are so many twists and turns for fans. But even just knowing some of how they crafted about like, oh, we own, we think like a scene like the Favela rooftop run will take a week. We're going to do it in a day and a half. Like, that's crazy. So, But they pull it off and it looks amazing. And everybody really bought in. And so, you know, that doesn't happen without Justin Lin proving that he's a great leader, director, and sort of has, you know, this whole action world in his mind. And he does it. It's perfect.
1: And that's such a great scene. You know, we Mm -hmm. we talked a lot about it with uh, Jordana. And it's so memorable for so many reasons. You know, the Brian and Mia part of it. The Hobbs just busting through that window (laughs) (laughs) after Dom. And like, that's the first, these two titans, these two hulks that we're going to see showdown later. This is the first time they lay eyes on each other. Uh, Mm -hmm. It just, it's so beautifully shot. And I mean, we could go on and on about how many great action sequences there are in this movie and he nails them all. So, yeah, total full respect to Justin Lin. Yeah. Next up, this is a special one for, for Fast Five. Best montage. Because, yeah, I mean, obviously you can only have so many montages in the movie. But we got two real great contenders. Yeah. We got, right? We got number one. We got the rounding up the team montage. With me, oh, I love heist movies. And this is essentially a heist movie, right? Yes. And... I don't know when you're just like, oh, you're just like, we, we, you know, we need this guy. And then we get it, you know, we, it shows, you know, Tyrese is the fast talker, you know, we need a guy, uh, you know, a tech guy, all of a sudden we get somehow we get Tej is the tech guy. Now, as we talked about with, uh, Luda on the too fast episode. And then it's like, you know, at the end, we need two precision drivers, you know, it's like, oh <laughs> yeah. we got that. Yeah, we got and that's am <laughs> oh, like, oh, I love that so much. And then the end montage after they steal the safe, the, I'm, what I'm going to refer to as the Danza Caduro montage, mm-hmm. uh, which is Danza Caduro the Don Omar track, who's in this movie. He's in a lot of these movies now. I don't speak Spanish, and I said I don't know what any of the words he's actually saying, but it might be my favorite song of all time. And then yeah. you just, so you add in this catchy banger alongside, you know, we catch up with the people and what they did with their money afterwards. You know, we get Han and Giselle in the car is probably the... The the best moment of that, um, and the best tease.
2: Yeah. But uh
1: so it's a tough one. But I don't know. Do you have a personal favorite between these two incredible montages?
2: Yeah, I think if I have to pick, it is Danza Kaduro for, f- for a few reasons. I mean, I love to, I love when a montage like that is really earned and they have like done this like crazy feat pulling off this heist and everybody's sort of after like how they celebrate is so different. And it's like one of the few times we really get to see what those things are for many of these characters in this franchise um, in a way that's just super joyful. And also because I think like we have talked about amongst ourselves, like I don't think we have talked about it on the podcast necessarily. But the, the Fast and Furious movies, like they don't have a score that's immediately recognizable. There's not like a Jurassic Park or Indiana Jones where you hear a specific sort of musical tone and you know exactly what it is. But I think this song comes really close to that because it invokes this like feeling of joy for the best movie, you know, best action movie of all time. Um, so I have to go with the Danza Kaduro montage.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, you're you're right. It best actually I mean, Ludacris confirmed it. I, I said it in yes. the Too Fast episode. Ludacris uh, <laughs> first was blown away. He yelled Oh shit, but now he came around and uh. <laughs> right. So, but and that leads me right into you know best action movie of all time. But there's not an Oscar for that. But there right. Should be, and this and mm-hmm. this would win. But every week, you know, like I said, we you know I've we've done the rant about how the Oscars have never recognized fast at all. Uh, but. We like to give an Oscar out each week, or at least say what they should have been nominated for. Mm-hmm. And I think I think there's probably a few contenders here. Um which ones jump out to you as like uh obvious things that the uh the Academy missed out on with fast five?
2: Yeah. I mean, well we just talked about Don Zoduro, which, you know, Easily, best original song. Uh, and then we gave some props to Justin Lin. So I think that would have been really fair for best director, like some incredible work from him. Uh, but I think it's it's hard to talk about Fast Five without giving props to The Rock. <laughs> like He comes in, there's a lot of expectation around the character, the performance, uh, and he nails it. It's so satisfying through and through.
1: Yeah, it's kind of impressive that we've gone this deep into a Fast Five episode and haven't talked in depth about The Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, because this really was a game changer, him him showing up here in Fast Five. You know, the, the story was that originally, I think Vin and it, people were thinking about Tommy Lee Jones was like the mold right. for this character. And then I think it was like, I think the story is, I've never talked to Vin specifically about it, but like, you know, someone on MySpace or Facebook, like, you know, uh, mentioned The Rock, like how great it would be to see The Rock and Vin together. And then that kind of sparked it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he's just incredible in this. This is still... Obviously, The Rock has become one of the biggest movie stars Huge. in the, in, in the world, if not the biggest, but I, I don't think he's ever been better than Fast Five. Mm-hmm. And, and this is probably, and this is, was, pro- I would say a breakout performance because obviously he, you know, was so recognizable coming out of the WWE. And then, you know, he obviously had had some movie success, but, um, I felt like it was up and down a bit. You know, he mm-hmm. had done a lot of family movies with a mix of some action movies that had worked, some that mm-hmm. hadn't. And yeah, he just shows up in this and I feel like it's just been the trajectory has just been up ever since. And, you know, so best supporting actor, The Rock and sweatiest performance of The Rock as well. (laughs) Like that's just, man, I've never been there to Rio, but man, that, you know, he's, he's Hobbs is just in those Under Armour. Uh, tight shirts, just
2: Trends. sweating bullets,
1: <laughs> yes. sweating bullets.
2: I had a friend who once said, you know, Fast Five is a movie where it's always raining, but only on The Rock. And that's like <laughs> what I think about now
1: forever because that's what it feels like. That's incredible. That's incredible. I, well, I think we might end up talking uh, more of The Rock in these awards. So for, for now, we'll uh, just say not only should he got a nomination, I, I dare to say he should have won. So uh, yeah. so congratulations, Dwayne. Um <laughs> One we haven't done yet because, you know, I feel like we get some emotional moments, but not always in fast. But I feel Mm -hmm. like this one has a a few big ones. So for most emotional moments, um, are there a few that come kind of to mind for you?
2: Yeah. um, I mean, there are a few great ones early on like with with the reveal of Mia's pregnancy for instance like we that's the first time we really have a moment like that and this movie in general because there's also Vince's kid like is the first time we think really about the next generation of fast people um, even though it's not concrete so yeah I think that's a good one right up top they're thinking of splitting up and Mia's like no <laughs> because it's family time um, there is of course right before the the big. Montage where they're talking about like, or is it right after? Anyway, around the montage where they're talking about their dads and like, you know, uh, uh, Brian asks like, do you remember your dad? And they talk about that. And, um, now, you know, it just seems it's like a tie back to what we know about like the first movie and like the conversation about the car with Dom and his dad. And we learn even more. It's just really heartwarming in that way. Uh, but for me, a moment that always that I kind of hate to say for, get about it, because it's not like I don't know what's in there, but forget how impactful it is, is that scene where they're captured and then Hobbs's whole team is taken out in the ambush. Um, and then that ends up being where we also lose Vince. Like that moment is so intense in a movie that for the most part is just really, really fun. It becomes very tragic for like a really intense contained few minutes. And so that to me is like a big, big emotional one. It's also what gets Hobbs to sort of change his approach to everything.
1: Yeah, you're spot on with all of those. And you know, we, we talked about the Mia pregnancy reveal with Jordana, and mm-hmm. that was such a adorable moment, just all around. You know, big moment for her character, and then you know the reaction from both uh, you know, Dom and Brian kind of just makes you yeah. smile every time. Um, you know, you know, the Vince, you know, Vince's death, who would have imagined Vince a character I can't imagine anyone was a huge fan of after the first one. I mean, that right. was the point. That was the point of the character. So that was nothing against Matthew Schultz, the actor. Mm-hmm. Like he, you know, he played that well, but like the redemption for him uh was really impactful, which was uh surprising and really well done. But uh for me, I think it's the, you know, Brian and Dom sitting out on the porch as Mia's sleeping right after they find out she's pregnant. And talking about their dads, like you said. And just, yeah. I feel like rewatching that scene, I can't help but quote it like every time. You know, essentially, you know, uh, you know Brian asked Dom about, you know, what he remembers about his father. And then Dom's like, my father? I remember everything about my father. Yeah, the delivery everything. is so good. <laughs> like, it's a great pause. And then like, just, and then Brian just be like, that's just it. I don't remember shit about my dad. Like, I don't yeah. remember just because he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. And especially to... I think I actually brought that scene up to Vin, because remember in the first episode when we had Vin on, he was talking about F9 kind of going before the first movie and tying in a bit. And I was like, I, this was the first scene I thought of. Um, just yeah. Because these guys sitting there talking about their fathers and obviously, especially, you know, Dom's father is someone we've heard a lot about, but I've never mm-hmm. seen. So I think maybe, maybe this scene, I, I feel like this would be my pick. And maybe after F9, it'll even, uh, look better as, as the pick. So, yeah, I, uh, I was also just thinking
2: uh, about the line, the delivery line of I remember everything about my father. I think that's also part of what strikes me about the Vents death is because that's when we get the line right after he says, I got eyes on Eco now, which is not a line that they have really reused since like a sentiment that way. But yeah, like both times, like every time that Dom is called upon to be emotional in this movie, it's really affecting. Does
1: he still have his eyes on Nico? We haven't seen him. We haven't had <laughs> our eyes on Nico. Nico. <laughs> like, yeah. I wonder if maybe Jacob goes and recruits Nico. He's like, hey, oh my in, a, in F9, he's like, hey, he was supposed to have eyes on you. But right, recruit, right. look who's looking at you right now. You're my family now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, next up, this doesn't have to be a deep one, but the where are they now? Monica Fuentes, truly, where are you? I have been. I feel like every yes. episode I'm calling out like people, br- give me Eva Mendes back in these movies. Um, <laughs> yeah. And Vin said, I, again, I suggested it to Vin and he said, you know, stay tuned essentially. So, um, I feel like they have, I feel like they would really, they'd love to bring her back. I think it's more probably Eva Mendez has, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. taken a step back, uh, from acting. So hopefully she can make an exception to appear in one of these, uh, final two fast movies. And, you know, obviously, you know, uh, her, her and Brian were, you know, the Monica and Brian characters were the ones really connected in that second movie. And, mm-hmm. you know, Brian's not really around for that. But they connected her with Hobbes, as you mentioned earlier, at the, you know, end credits of Fast Five. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's there. We, we could, we could I, get that, hopefully. Yeah, there's
2: a way into that narrative still because of Hobbes. And I think especially if we don't get the rock back in the main movies, like the final two, like that's a great way to sort of still bring that energy and sort of keep that relationship mentioned in the story is by bringing her back. And I also feel like just from what we've heard from everybody so far about getting the original cast back for four and on and stuff like that, just if there is any team that could convince Eva Mendez to come back to acting, (laughs) I feel like it's this team. So holding out hope.
1: Yeah, and, and I'm available to help if they need. Like I'll I'll <laughs> right. I'll put I'll give in my pitch to her uh if need be. Um all right, I feel like big, biggest heat checks up next, and I mean it has to be we, we we said we were gonna get back to the rock, and that's because that introduction to Luke Hobbs, that first scene, and fast does intro so well. The first yeah, time, you know, the Dom intro in Fast One, the ludicrous intro in Too Fast, they nail it every single time and no obs- no uh exception here. When Mm -hmm. Hobbs gets he flies in, he gets off the plane in Rio sweating already, Uh, you know, (laughs) they need to get some AC or some central air in that uh, in that plane. But it's, it's just it's like two minutes of him just like talking to this, you know, local cop and you know, then he just rounds it out with uh, you know, the one F bomb that a PG thirteen movie could have and telling him that, you know, them to stay the fuck out of his way. And I used I just used our one F bomb uh up for the series right there. Um it's just incredible. It's like holy like you're like, holy crap. This guy just showed up and I'm like, I just I need him to stay on my screen.
2: It's a perfect combination of sort of like macho energy like big larger than life personality but also like every other line and those that opening conversation is a joke which is amazing to me like it's all quotable including when he's I love when he's like give me the damn veggies when he's talking about like the information and what order he likes it in it's it's so good throughout and just fully yeah easily quotable um a perfect introduction to that character and to the rock in this franchise
0: all right, listen up. The men we're after are professional runners. They like speed and guaranteed to go down the hardest possible way. So make
1: sure you got your thunderwear on. We find them, we take them as a team and we bring them back. And above all else, we don't ever, ever let them get into cars. Prompt to 10 hours old and counting men. Let's go hunt. Chanel, we don't ever, ever let them get into <laughs> cars. <laughs> that's that's always a good rule. That's always a good rule in these movies. St- sticking with The Rock, I think this is probably going to be... We have a few options in the next one, but I feel like he's going to be a winner in this category as well. He just keeps, keeps winning. Um, and maybe that's a precursor to, to the end here. But uh, the holy shit moment of the week. I, I'll, I'll give you a few options. Like I said, I, I feel like I already just... Uh, Played our played our cards, but uh, so we got that we got the train heist, which I feel like is actually now underrated. We don't talk mm-hmm. enough about that big train heist early yeah. on. There's so many different elements to it, and you know uh, the ending with you know uh, Dom the, the shitty call O'Connor, shitty call. <laughs> right. so, so maybe maybe shitty call. Maybe that'll be a shitty call if I don't pick that one in the holy shit moment of right. the week. <laughs> um, we, we talked about the end credits, you know Eva Mendes showing back up and revealing that Letty is still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, the safe scene. I, I could go on and on about the safe scene, and then finally, it, it was building up to it the whole movie. But we get the Rock and Vin showdown, Hobbs and Dom. One of the maybe the most brutal fight I've ever seen in film. Not brutal in the terms of like we've seen bloodier, but like just yeah. like these two heavyweights just like mm-hmm. trading punches and like you feel it. You're, I was sit- I remember watching. I was sitting in, a, in the IMAX theater being like I thought I thought I was getting hit at certain times like it was like that kind of punishing action yeah
2: I think it's almost like you know we talked about other scenes and stuff for most emotional moment but I think also part of what makes that scene so intense and we talked about it a little bit with Jordana too is just like the stakes of it and I always like the one thing I think about is towards the end you know he picks up that like giant wrench thing and it's like a clear thread back to the first movie and what we know Dom spent time in prison for Um, and you're like oh is he gonna kill this man and then he doesn't like it's just so heart pounding in a way that we've come to expect from like the big car related set pieces but we didn't get to see as much one-on-one and so this sort of brought back that just like really really intimate but intense energy in a way that's like, oh, my God. And it, it hits every time, <laughs> every time yeah. we watch it.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's so many great elements to it. You know, we, we talked, you know, Mia's role in it that we talked about with Jordana, uh, you know, the tie back to the first movie with the wrench. And, you know, we, we know basically Don's origin story, like where his yeah. criminal, you know, ways got started with a wrench in this kind of a similar situation. Um, so there's so many different elements to it. Uh, I feel like that has to be. The, the moment even if it's not a surprise you're still just every time you watch you're like holy crap like i can't you know yeah. believe this happened
2: before we move on really quick i just thought too if we want to further just cement how they did it all before the avengers uh i recently rewatched captain america civil war and there's that moment where steve like raises the shield like he's gonna basically kill iron man and then he doesn't like this is literally that moment except they did it years before <laughs> so credit to them
1: <laughs> you don't ever have to convince me that this these are the this is the true Avengers and this is the uh, better world of superheroes. <laughs> yeah. What uh, usually the second to last award we do is the jaw rule mistake of the week. But I'm gonna be honest, skip this movie's perfect. No <laughs> yeah. no notes, no mistakes. Everything do run it all back. Make, yeah, you know yeah. I would I would give them. No advice uh, yeah. if they were remaking this movie.
2: Fully agree. The only Ja Rule mistake is still Ja Rule for not allowing himself to be in this franchise long enough to appear in this movie. <laughs> so. Yeah. And,
1: you know, and <laughs> and I hate to say it. I, I you know, I think uh, Ja Rule, uh, one of his CDs was probably the first parental advisory CD I ever bought. So I was a fan. But still, I think it worked out for all of us. that yeah. uh, we, yeah. we got looted <laughs> instead. So as we do every week, we wrap up. Because we know winning's winning. So we always ask who the ultimate winner is of the film we're talking about. And I feel like he's come up so many times throughout this. He's gotten so many awards already, but it kind of has to be The Rock, right? Yeah. Oh, a 100%
2: agree. I mean, we already talked about how perfect the intro is, how intense that fight is, but then also like it's set up for the Luke, this movie sets up the Luke Hobbs character coming back so often to the point that now there's a spinoff movie (laughs) with that character. So, I mean, really for the, for, especially for someone new to come into the franchise with this movie where everybody's focused on such a big team up, like how, how do you get any better than what The Rock manages to accomplish for himself here? Like major win all around.
1: Yeah, a couple years ago, I ranked, um, and I update every time he has a new movie out, but I ranked uh, The Rock's movies, every single movie he's ever done. And I had Fast Five number one, which is not a surprise. I've literally how many times on this episode have I already called it the greatest movie of all time. So (laughs) if it's the greatest movie of all time, it probably should be the the greatest rock movie of all time, right? Um, But again, I don't think I've enjoyed him in other stuff. I think before we got on, you, you we were talking about Jumanji and you yeah, know how delightful great. he is in Jumanji, but I don't think he's ever been better than in Fast 5. Mm-hmm. There's just something he tapped into here that I honestly I wish we could we would see more of. Um obviously we you know we've got it with Hobbs, you know, in you know six, seven, eight, and then you know into Hobbs and Shaw and hopefully uh, my one we we keep asking people in our interviews what's your one thing you want to see before these movies wrap up and mine is dom and and hobbs in a scene together like that that, yeah i I miss that dynamic Mm -hmm. um but i just i think this is the movie that just catapulted the rock to new levels of movie stardom and he's just so good every time i watch it i just can't believe how good he is in it so um there's so so many people won with this i mean everyone's a winner really but if we have to pick the ultimate winner it's the it's the rock yeah,
2: absolutely. Fully agree.
1: Well, I said we could have done a whole series just on Fast Five. And, you know, to be honest, maybe we still will. Like a- after, after F9 <laughs> comes out, like I got to have something to to take up my time. Um, right. So we, we might have to circle back for a, a 10-part series just on Fast Five. Um, but uh, until then, uh, thank you to, again to the great Jordana Brewster. You know, uh, what, a, what a great interview. And uh, like Brian O'Connor, we hope we earned your respect and that you keep listening to EW's binge of the Fast Saga. Next week, a big one. Sung Kang is here to talk fast six in the long winding road of Han. Uh, yeah. So that, that, that was a great one. And, like, you know, as Tej would say, it's going to be an all timer. So make sure yeah. you're there for that one. In the meantime, please subscribe and listen along every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate us, tell us what you think, share it with your friends and family.
2: You can find us on Twitter at Derek J. Lawrence or me at Chanel Berlin.
1: Also head to EW.com for complete coverage of the Fast Saga and full episode transcripts.
2: This episode was hosted and produced by Derek Lawrence and Chanel Berlin Johnson, produced, edited, and mixed by Sammy Junio and executive produced by Carly Usden and Shayna Naomi Krocmao.
1: Thanks for listening and until next time, Salute me podcast familia.